close encounters of the third kind, actual contact. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! The Sasquatch was approximately eight to ten feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it definitely wasn't a human. After seven years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode number 33. I am your host, John Jay, and with me is Lauren Lance and Hugh Carey. Thanks for joining me, guys. Woo! What's up? Hi. We got a really good show for you guys today. The feature segment is ancient, the ancient builder race. Yeah, we did some research. Mm. We did a little bit of research. Uh, no, Hugh actually found this uh, conspiracy theory like chart, and it was like just gave us a lot of things to like look for. You know, we're like, all right, what the fuck is that? All it right. is a culmination of everything ridiculous. I want it on my wall so bad. I kind of want one too. Yeah. We could get it printed out at Kinko's. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I love <laughs> and then we could it. attach yarn. <laughs> <laughs> just red strings to everything. Okay. Yeah. No lie. I've been waiting for to live either by myself or with a roommate that's cool with it because I've always wanted a string wall. Like, I've always wanted a conspiracy string wall in my house. I had a friend in high school whose dad had a room in the house where it was, like, covered with, like, uh, maps and blueprints of the uh, the Great Pyramid in, that's in a Egypt. weird. Yeah, he was like, he thought there was, uh, I, th- I don't know what conspiracy theory he actually subscribed to. It was like something about like hidden chambers that maybe led to a secret library or something. Okay. So, oh no, and then it was also a power source for a UFO or something. But did he have the yarn and shit? No, it was more organized than that. No, you got yeah. He was to. a sensible crazy person. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. Like if you're gonna do it, have like the strings. That, that, that's the problem though, is that like, if you do do that, you have to have one conspiracy that you're really fucking into. Like, you have to go, this is the one. This is what I'm spending my life on. And it's really hard for me to pick. It's hard to choose one. Yeah. I haven't fallen in love that deeply yet. You should just like fall, fall in love and marry I'm a Bigfoot. A sl- I'm a slut for all conspiracy theories. You should be a slut for Bigfoot. You should so you just try need a to really be the first house. woman that legally marries Bigfoot. That's a good goal. Wow. I mean, yeah. it's possible. I could. Wow. It's a good I, goal. I'm speechless. I, f- I you have found to find him. Life. You have to seduce him. <laughs> you have to make him love you. Wait a minute. Hold on. He's. A- I have to seduce him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sas- Everyone knows Sasquatch like likes a woman that's a little hairier than you. Fuck. Might have to let all that stuff grow out again. Ooh. <laughs> Her Bigfoot seduction games on the weak side, so oh, we'd have to work on it. Man, I've been taking showers lately. I'm gonna go back to my old ways. <laughs> yeah, you need some more swamp apiness going on downstairs. Stinking. All right, with science news, we got bubble blowing drones may one day aid artificial pollination, and this is a pollination of flowers, not something filthy, Hugh. Oh. I pollinate me. <laughs> I I could use a little pollination. Also, I, I can't see anything on this. I screen. took a plan oh, B I'll, I'll just while you're you. reading that article title. <laughs> Drones that blow pollen-laden bubbles onto blossoms could someday help farmers pollinate their crops. It sounds a little dirty. It does. So it's like basically it. bee sex with robots. Yeah, it's robot bee fucking. Robotic bee 
pollinating. Blow bubbles on me, brother. This is like bee porn. <laughs> it's like it's like the fantasy of being with drones, like yeah. little tiny drones. Mm, blow bubbles. <laughs> like, oh, look how many bubbles she makes. <laughs> but are the drones painted to look like bees to really fulfill my kink? Because if we're going to go that route, I need the entire, I need, need the set experience. setting. I want to make, I want to feel like I'm in a beehive, I, in a field of flowers being molested by make bees. Make me feel like a Just queen. watch that cartoon with Jerry Seinfeld, if you wanna, if you if you wanna really get hot, <laughs> just make sure I have a lot of Claritin beforehand because I have like really bad allergies, so the the kink won't work out as well. So rather than relying on bees and other pollinating insects, which are dwindling worldwide as a result of climate change, pesticide use, and other factors, farmers can spray or swab pollen onto crops themselves. But machine-blown plumes can waste many grains of pollen, and manually brushing pollen onto plants is labor-intensive. So they're Catholics. You're not allowed to waste your seed. Yeah, you don't. No, wanna, you my, don't want to spill any of it. My no. mom actually recently did this, where you know she's been gardening really heavy, and we haven't seen a lot of bees and shit. So like she researched how to find out like what part of her what was squash plant was male, and what part was female. And I shit you not, I watched this happen. She goes. She goes to the plant. And she finds the male version with all the pollen on it, rubs the shit out of it, and it looks like a fucking dick. It looks like a fucking I was going to say, wouldn't dick. it be kind of obvious on a squash yeah. where the male part is? Yeah, she found it. She like rubs it down, and then like she, her hand is like covered in pollen and just, just starts feeling up this other part of the plant. And I'm like watching her doing it, and I'm like... Getting moist? <laughs> a little bit, and I don't know. I was like... It's plant sex. She just, uh, it was like, you know, the same as like, you know, the people do. Um, vegan porn. I just, like, People do on like uh, horse ranches where they collect the seed and then they bring it over to the lady horse. And you Your know. mom's a squash husband. Yeah, I, I felt, I felt so <laughs> fucking weird because I was like, I just came out to her as bi like two years ago. I don't want to talk about my plants. Like, Dude, your mom is making shit way more weird than you coming out as bi. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, so, she was like romancing those fucking squashes. So, so these guys at a, um, a university in Japan, uh, Mayako and his colleague uh, Ziyang, an environmental scientist, and also, also at JAST. So what is J- JAST is the Japan Advanced Institute of Science and Technology. Uh, they devised a pollen-containing solution that a drone toting a bubble gun could blow onto crops. To test the viability of their pollen-loaded bubbles, the research use, uh, researchers use this technique to pollinate by hand uh, pear trees in an orchard. Those trees bore about as much fruit as trees pollinated using a traditional method of hand pollination. So technically, this is just drone bukkake. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a big bukkake thing, right? Oh, the Japanese are always finding an They're into that shit, man. Next, they're going to be doing drone panty drops or whatever, like <laughs> instead of the vending machines with panties. I'm kind of into it. Uh, Scientists are hunting for a mirror universe and attempting to open portals into it. Why? Like, well, why not? You know, you gotta if you just why not? You just throw science at the wall and you see what sticks. Jesus Christ! You know that's how science works, right? I've seen Stranger Things, and I'm not really interested in what's going on in the Upside Down. No. Yeah. Well, Barb is still gone, and we're never gonna get her back. That mirror, that mirror universe is definitely not a good one. Yeah, I don't think any mirror universe is a good one. Like, I feel like the. I don't know. Things are pretty shitty here. Maybe the mirror universe, everything's like real good. Okay. (laughs) We're living in the Upside Down right now. Yeah. This is the. This is the prison planet. (laughs) 
right. Yeah, we're the ones that are fucked in this scenario. We go, we go open a portal to the mirror universe. Everything's like candy and gumdrops and rainbows and lollipops. This is the kind of thinking that gets us in trouble. This yep. is it right here because I almost bought into it. The grass is not always greener in the parallel universe. No. Yeah. So imagine a world where everything is exactly the same. But no one knows of its existence, even though it could be staring you right in the face. These are called mirror universes, a parallel world in a different time space. While this prospect, uh, prospect may seem a bit uh, far-fetched to many, uh, Leah Brossard believes that these parallel universes are actually very real. In fact, she, along with her colleagues at Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Tennessee, is on the hunt for mirror universe for a mirror universe and plans on opening portals to them. So that's how the fuck do you get that job? Uh, you got to go to college. Yeah, you gotta, so you know, go to sorry. college. Like I want to be a universal portal opener to another mirror universe. Like mm. I well, fucking make Starbucks coffee on the it? weekends. In twenty in twenty years, that's gonna be like the equivalent of like an elevator operator. You know, so you could probably get that job. <laughs> yeah, is that is that a picture of her right there? Uh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, she can order, open my portals. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of cute. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's got big portal energy. Yeah, definitely prettier than you would expect a scientist to be. Sorry, scientists. It's just it's how it's it is. The way it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brossard is attempting to open a portal to a parallel universe by what she calls oscillation, which would eventually lead her to mirror matter. To conduct these experiments during the upcoming summer, Brossard will send a, a beam of subatomic particles down a 50-foot tunnel, past a powerful magnet, and into an impenetrable wall. See, it's perfect. I'm oscillating this week. So this so. is just... <laughs> no, this is like literally like the Stranger Things like laser shooting into the, into the wall. Jesus Christ. That's hilarious. So are you saying your vagina is a portal to a mirror universe, Lauren? <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. What yeah. lies beneath. Mm. It's a portal to a universe where everything is clean and good. <laughs> All of the abortions are still alive. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I might have to take that one out. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm haunted. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. You put a marker in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, assuming that they actually exist, these mirror worlds uh, would have their own laws of mirror physics and its own mirror history. While there isn't going to be an evil doppelganger of anyone on Earth, scientists might find atoms and mirror rocks, maybe even mirror planets that? and stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit... Uh... It might just be all doppelgangers. Yeah. I And the, the fact they're talking about, it says that the mirror worlds will have their own mirror history. So what is there, like a cookies folder of like, you can go back and undo the shit that you've done? Like, how does that work? I just don't like, specifically, they're like, yo, don't worry about doppelgangers. It's like, bitch, you don't know. You don't know that there's not doppelgangers in there. I think everybody has like seven spread out throughout throughout this universe anyway, mm. so that's fine. They don't know what it is, but they're so sure of what there's not. Would you fuck your do- doppelganger? No, I'd let my doppelganger fuck me. Ooh, I like it. In the mirror universe, use <laughs> it top. Yeah. You know, in the mirror universe, I'm a bottom. John, same question. No, God, I hate the way I look. <laughs> Well, you should start shopping at Men's Warehouse because they guarantee you will like the way you look. I do like that guarantee. Um, So uh, many people would be wondering how such an idea would even come around in the first place. With many scientific discoveries, it started with nothing more than a tiny discrepancy, which the majority of people would disregard. 
Researchers found that neutrons created in particle beams, similar to the one Brossard will use, last 14 minutes and 48 seconds on average before decaying into protons. Just like every other guy I've known. I was going to say, that's 14 minutes. Is, that's, that's sufficient, right? Solid. However, uh, neutrons stored in a laboratory bottle seem to break down a bit faster in 14 minutes and 38 seconds. That's all there is to it. Ten seconds. It might not sound like much, but the difference should be zero as all neutrons are exactly the same, and they should decay at exactly the same rate no matter where they are what they're doing. This links to the idea from about a decade ago from Anatoly Seberov of Petersburg Nuclear Physics Institute in Russia. So he came up with the idea that ordinary neutrons sometimes cross over into the mirror world and then transform into uh, mirror neutrons where they would no longer be detectable as if they had vanished. So that's, uh, that's why they're doing the research. So my question is, how does a neutron from over here go over into the mirror universe and then become a mirror neutron? Wouldn't it just become like, – because there's already that mirror neutron there. So it's not because the it's 2020. It's We're allowing one. things to transition however they want, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> you know what? My well, no, it's because to, to to exist there, it would have to adhere to the physics in that universe. But its mirror version is already over there. No, not necessarily. You're, you're, so you think it like fuses? you're thinking you're thinking that like every, it's not a reflection of itself. You're thinking of like a like string theory that like yeah. it, string like a, every choice and every action creates like a, 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 a fork in the road or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is this isn't that theory. This is mm, okay. the theory that there's other universes all around us, but they might contain very little. Hmm. Maybe you know just just some. Uh, you know, it'd be different physics. Just my ball sack so, hair, and 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 that could that could relate to the string theory too, because like how many how many uh, different Is universes never even begun? Yeah, like how many universes the uh, like the Big Bang didn't occur? They just were nothing. Uh, someone shared a meme. It's like there's a universe where it doesn't exist. If if there are if there is a multiverse, that there is a universe in which it does not exist in of itself, oh, and that fuck. fucks my head up. I yeah, it's that. too much. That's that's, that's, I don't like that's that. a paradox in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, that's too much for the beginning of the show. Let's get into some UFO news. Uh, Rubio, Marco Rubio filing name drops unidentified aerial phenomena task force. Okay, so our senator in Florida, Marco Rubio, has uh, he started a task force. U A P T F. That's what they're called. U F. That's what you're going to end up calling it. Is that when he's not at the bathhouse? Like, yeah. Is this what he's focusing on? That's just what his farts sound like. <laughs> I feel like all the politicians in our state are like secretly gay, right? Oh, for sure. Getting into conspiracy theories. There was the whole Matt Gates thing this week. Yeah, and then that? Lindsey Graham. Mm. Oh, yeah, Lindsey Graham. Literally has the, a harem of fucking men. Yeah, all the hookers in D.C. are going to, like, out Lindsey Graham is what they were saying, right? Well, I mean, let's be honest. Did we really need them to no out one, Mrs. Yeah, Lindsey Graham? No one's surprised. It was like when Clay Aiken came out of the closet. Everybody was like, yeah, man. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Clay Aiken's not an asshole as far as I know. But then there was the Matt Gates thing where he like uh, he was like losing a debate on the floor of Congress, and he was Something like, "I Cuban have a Cuban children." He's like, or... "I have a Cuban son." 
<laughs> like, and people were like, what? <laughs> he never mentioned a Cuban son before. And then he like tweeted out a picture of him with this Cuban guy. And he's like, this is my son, uh, Nestor. <laughs> yeah, he's my luggage nope. handler, quote unquote. And then somebody found like uh, pictures of him. And then he's like, in like with Matt Gates, And he's like identified as a congressional page boy or something. <laughs> Just anytime the word boy is involved, I'm assuming there's gay activity. Oh, yeah. Just sure. if, if boy is in there, there's homosexual shit going on. Definitely. Anyway, uh, moving on past uh, gay conspiracies. <laughs> those are facts. <laughs> yeah, those aren't even conspiracies. Like, Lindsey Graham is definitely having sex with male prostitutes in Washington, D.C. He's D. probably C. having more sex than me, and that that is a conspiracy. Well, he's rich. Oh, oh that hurts my soul. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if you were rich, you could have that much sex. It'd be fine. Oh, and Just be run an for asshole. Congress. Be an asshole <laughs> I've got ideas. Yeah, I'm sure none of this will come back to haunt me <laughs> Just, during my campaign. <laughs> Just run as a Republican. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, U.S. lawmakers are asking for the Pentagon, uh, asking the Pentagon for a detailed, unclassified report on unidentified aerial phenomenon over concerns the issue has been given scant attention from the intelligence community while like acknowledging word. the existence of an. Uh, unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. I so, thought the Pentagon already released that they have this. They yeah, spend they $22 well, million they, a year. Yeah, but uh, um, the the House Intelligence Committee did not... Uh, the House Intelligence Committee got that information, and then they also got a report with even more stuff in it, but then a bunch of that was redacted. So the House Intelligence Committee didn't know about this until a request was made from a FOIA request, and that's how they found out? I would I'm think they guessing. would know. It's... Don't they appropriate the funds for these various... You uh, have to realize... Well, you're talking about, you're talking about politicians yeah, here. Yeah, this is yeah. bureaucratic bullshit. Oh Everybody's hiding shit from everybody else. As long as their state gets like the money sent to it, yeah. they, they don't give, don't give a, a shit about anything else right. past that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just... The fact... There's the bureaucracy is what is crazy and the compartmentalization, but I just it blows my mind how they'll bitch about fucking the cost of food stamps, but they'll throw they'll appropriate a hundred million dollars to some fucking black ops fund they have no idea what it is, and then yeah. until we people are actually requesting information, and then it's like oh well, people we are like my kids need juice, so shut the fuck up. There's aliens. We got problems. I don't know where I'm putting this money, but it's more important than that. We need bibukaki. <laughs> yeah, we need to fund that for sure. Cause that, just because that's hot. Who yeah. um, in his report attached to the 2020 uh, 2021 Senate uh, Senate Intelligence Authorization Act, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, acting chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, committee oh, he's acting all right, uh, instructs uh, the Director of National Intelligence, the Secretary of Defense, and other agency heads to compile data on unidentified aerial phenomenon more commonly referred to as unidentified flying objects or UFOs. So what okay so what's interesting So he's ba so the Senate Intelligence Committee is basically ordering all these agency heads to work together and combine combine all the data they have on this stuff because what's been happening up until this point is these agencies have been seeing this stuff, making reports about it, but then not investigating not it or talking with about it, it like with anybody else. Reconciliation amongst the government as a whole. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. So we, so they want, you know, they want to com compile all the data in hopes of uh, figuring out exactly what it is. What's particularly interesting to me about this, actually, is that Marco Rubio is so invested in it. It makes me wonder, like. Is there shit going on here in Florida 
that's like drawing his attention to. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. Like more than usual. Like that's kind of weird. Like why does Marco Rubio give a fuck about? Well, he's part of the intelligence committee, though. So well, I, that's I part get of like. That, but like he's never been. But why? Why the anything. senator from Florida exactly. would he be part of that? Tampa's yeah. a UFO hotspot. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they think because of McDill Air Force Base. Oh, just with shit coming in and out with the military. And also, and that's a, well, that's also the head of uh, SOCOM, right? SOCOM yeah. is right here in Tampa, so that could have something to do with it. But I think he was right too, is that you know that's just kind of their job is to not let shit like this just keep getting pushed under the rug. Do you feel like you're being fully informed with Marco Rubio heading this particular task force? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, do we really think? Honestly, I think if anything, that's probably like the shitty job. Like they're they're throwing him the crumbs because he's just you know. That's a that's a way to look at it. I it just to me it's weird to think of Marco Rubio doing anything. Associating Marco Rubio with anything with the word intelligence yeah. already is suspect. Yeah, for me. it's like <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? Like, is it super serious or is this a total joke? It's either like no, that's I how think, it is in I, my no, head. I think it's I, I think it's definitely serious. No, um, I do too. Yeah, it's definitely think, for real. It's it's definitely for real because all I mean like. Like, uh, they're probably embarrassed at this point because all this stuff has come out in the newspapers. And then, you know, the question is, well, then what, what have you done to figure out exactly what this is? Well, maybe and they just the don't know how to spin is, it like, yet. nothing. Yeah. Maybe they're just, they don't want to spin the story. They don't want to spin it in the wrong direction. Probably, like, what happened with Roswell in, like, the 19, uh, 1950s or 60s? Yeah. The, but anyway, the Roswell crash was definitely spun as a, uh, aliens crash landed, which right. we don't know what what actually happened i mean it probably was aliens but who knows it could have been some some uh you know Military. cover up though right. well, yeah one of the theories is that it was like a russian surveillance balloon that was like in the upper atmosphere and it crashed right. whatever and then they made up the alien story so that nobody knows that like russians made it yeah, onto the weather balloon soil. thing is always a cover up that's, that's that's true standard but, but no I mean, you know what when i really think about it it's like if Florida as a whole were to like be given a job, like you're going to be part of the intelligence committee, what is Florida going to do? Nothing important. Look for Bigfoot. Uh, where's the aliens at? That's what, like that's what we're going to do. It, it actually makes a lot of fucking sense. Of course, the, he's not going to do anything important. He's going to look. But for the aliens. whole idea the of the president like, was joking uh, this week about. Um, about uh, knowing things about Roswell, very interesting things about Roswell. Good oh, the, he knows the best things about which Roswell. means that he doesn't the know shit. It's like a hundred percent means that he d- knows nothing. I believe he is probably ninety nine percent of the posts on 4chan. Like that would be Trump. Yeah, he's on there just wasting his time talking about how great he is and QAnon and all this shit. But then that, I feel like that just gives him too much credit because well, I don't think he's intelligent. You know enough. how I know that Trump doesn't know anything about the UFO phenomena? Because he, he would have told everybody about it oh, already. Yeah. Imagine the shit they don't <laughs> tell him because he'll tweet about it or, or he'll say just it say to it just at dinner anybody. at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's that's just wild. Is like he's probably the president that has been told the least. 
Yeah. He probably knows the least out of any president's ever been. Well, and you were talking about embarrassment earlier, like the whole thing with the government wanting to be embarrassed. I'm like, at this point, are we really concerned about optics? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've, I we've, think we've fucked surpassed plenty the concept point. of moral decorum as a nation. So well, let's. Mar- Marco Rubio wants to run for president in four years. So he definitely wants to make a name for himself uh, at this time. I can't uh, imagine who is going to run after Trump because you know he's getting. I mean, Marco Rubio is definitely running. Well, he always runs. In four Him years, and Ted yeah. Cruz, the fucking. Zodiac killer. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, people are saying that's my favorite thing that Trump says. People are saying, really, yeah. when it's just him, but it, people are saying such. It's, people are saying Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> mysterious or mysterious green fireball streaks across the sky in uh, Pilbara. Onlookers stunned. Um, is this in Australia? Yeah, this is in Australia. I think I saw this. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Where's the video? Oh, Shaz Hussein captured the stunning object and shared the video with Australian Metro Reports uh, group on Facebook. Several other videos were shared by others who witnessed witnessed the bizarre spectacle. So I'm gonna show I'm gonna show it to you guys real quick. Oh, that's that's wow. pretty badass. That's green. It's green and it's very large. It's like a it's like a never ending uh, shooting star, but huge. And remember, you guys can check out our show notes so you can uh, find this video and watch it for yourself. That looks like some large debris that's very, like, is heat? What if it's just copper? Well, it's something that's able to withstand heat well. Yeah, but, like, so, like, if if copper gets hot, it it glows green. Yeah, I want to play it again with the audio because the audio is great. Oh, is there Australian dial? I love Australian accents. Oh, it's not planned. Damn it. Starts cursing at one point. Holy! Oh, there it oh, is. Oh, here it is. <laughs> they love to cuss. I love Australians. Whoa! Okay, Holy! No! <laughs> what the? <laughs> Meteor boy. That guy did not sound Australian. Nah. I don't know. Those accents are real weird. Like the, if you get into the country, like we're we're used to the city Australians that are movie actors that come over here. You get into the country out there, they have rednecks too. I mean, that is, Australia is just one big redneck yeah, nation. Yeah, it's oh, called Australia, the Bush. Yeah. yeah. Australia's so, the Do you live in Sydney or the Bush? <laughs> and they're all, they're like permanently stuck in the 80s. Like not, aside from like the big cities, if you go outside of the big cities, you ever well, like see people? like in a people? good way though, right? No, not in a good way. <laughs> there is no good way to be stuck in the 80s. There's nothing good about it. Maybe the music, but like just the hairstyles and stuff, they're they're just in, they wear like the Reebok high tops. Hey, don't talk oh. about my hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, John's a little triggered at the moment with oh. that with that hot mullet that he's sporting. It's I got the steps sexy. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to some cryptozoology news. I, uh, I found this story uh, the other week. It's called the Luska. It's a Saint Augustine and Bahamian cryptid. Is that how I say it? Bahamian, 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 Bahamian? like the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Bahamian. So, it's a uh, half shark, half octopus. I was going to say it has to be cryptid. in the water for yep. it to be both. It terrorized people around the Bahamas for decades. Did one's corpse wash up near Saint Augustine? Uh, on a November 1896 evening, two men were bicycling along the shore near St. Augustine, Florida, when they saw a huge carcass that was 23 feet long, 18 feet wide, 4 feet high, and appeared to have mul- multiple appendages. They told Dr. Uh, Dewitt Webb, founder of the St. Augustine Historical Society and Institute of Science, about their discovery. 
He examined the corpse. Was it a legendary cryptid, the Luska? Uh, the Bahamian island Anduros has an array of what the natives call blue holes formed during the prehistoric ice ages. Have you guys ever seen the aerial shots of those? Of a, my blue hole? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like nice green water, and then it's like all, like all of a yeah. sudden this really deep part, oh, like out okay. of nowhere. Yeah. Don't they, they say that it has something to do with the, the Bermuda Triangle, too, right? Like it sucks, there's like a vortex I of think pressure that pulls things under. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, researchers discovered that they are an immense network of underwater caves linking Andros Lakes with the Atlantic Ocean. According to legend, the Luska hybrid octopus shark lives in and near these holes. These ferocious cryptids are said to be 75 to 200 feet long, have a shark's sharp teeth and octopus-like tentacles. Sexy. Even if that's not an accurate description, if it's 200 feet long, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, so that must have been a baby that washed ashore if it was only 20-something feet. Mm -hmm. So it was just born. (gasps) It went to Planned Parenthood. Oh. Second abortion joke. (laughs) Fucking Aquaman. Weird abortion. <laughs> Aquaman's it. Oh. He's, he's a pimp down there in the Bahamian Yikes. cryptid section. Uh, some of the few eyewitnesses who survived Luska attacks agree that the aforementioned description is accurate. Others insist the cryptid's appearance is more like a squid-slash-eel creature. Okay. Sounds to me like, you know, these underwater caves probably just have a bunch of weird stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, it, caves always have weird shit. Yeah. That's what makes them caves and like creepy and spooky and whatnot. <laughs> but the fact that they're it's tentacles and shark teeth, like a hybrid kind of thing, that is, it's a little spooky. It could be aliens made a hybrid and put it in the hole down there. Well, at, when we get to our story later on, that makes perfect sense. That's my favorite. Just linking everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's my favorite thing. Like if if like I don't I don't know if aliens are gonna hide anywhere. They're gonna hide in the oceans. Easiest place to hide. Right. Like that's that's my like a uh, sphere. That's my sphere theory. Um, witnesses claim they saw fishermen's boats swiftly being sucked beneath the surface by the blue holes and had and saw f- uh, floatsome and these damaged boats rise to the surface. So something sucked it down and broke them apart. Is that how I say that? Floatsum? Flotsam. Yeah, flotsam and jetsam. Flotsam. Flotsam and jetsam. Okay. Uh. Webb photographed the silvery pink-hued creature's body and procured samples. He noted that three-and-a-half-inch uh, three thick skin was axe-proof. He t- must have tested it with an axe. Who Damn. randomly is testing an axe on a cryptid someone, animal? Someone give me an axe. Is this thing axe-proof? <laughs> That's the first thing we have to check. <laughs> uh, it estimated that the body weighed about six or seven tons. It took four horses and a team of people to drag it 40 feet from the beach to keep the body safe from the waves. Okay, who randomly had four horses laying around and not a pickup truck? This to is drag in the 1800s. This is in the oh, it's, yeah. okay. So the I always miss out. was the Listen, pickup truck. Uh, my screen's on the... I'm looking at a I'm cave sorry. now. I apologize. Sorry. My bad. All right, yes. That's definitely some four horsepower. That thing is huge. Yeah, yeah. they have silly hats. Uh... Webb was uh, convinced it was a type of unknown giant octopus, so he sent letters describing the carcass to many prominent scientists, including per- Professor Virrell at the National Museum, now the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. Virrell uh, initially said the creature was a squid. When Webb sent him more information, he said it was an octopus. The professor refused to personally observe the corpse or provide money or resources to help preserve the body. He named the creature himself. Octopus Giganticus Viral. 
I mean, if I find a huge creature, I'm going to name it Hugh Carey. I mean, that's just... uh, he changed his mind again and said it was a sperm whale's head. <laughs> We're, so these science, science those two then, things are completely like, yeah, not the same. It's a well, head. I can kind of see it because, like, so when like whales and shit wash up on shore, if they're there for long enough, like the pressure in their bodies makes them explode. Oh yeah. So maybe like the look of tentacles and shit wasn't tentacles, but it was just the the fucking ripped up explosion. Body parts all laying out. All yeah, because the fucking... sulfur and all the bacteria start breaking the body down, and the mm. gases make the whale explode. Yeah, it literally explodes. So it probably looks like tentacles is all ripped up from the explosion. Yeah. So. Well, uh, at around this time, um, uh, French fishermen re- had recently claimed that they were attacked by a many-legged sea creature. Marine biologists are constantly finding remains of squids, which are larger than the previous ones. So this picture that we're looking at right now, just to give you guys an idea, there's like this large sack-looking thing with like a gash in it. Mm. Um, I would say it's probably close to what Chris Christie's colon looks like after a veal parm sandwich. <laughs> um, that in and of itself is probably a cryptid creature, too. <laughs> that, I just wanted to say yeah. veal parm sandwich. Oh, no. right. <laughs> but I mean, that's close, right? I would. That's how I would describe this. I, I, it, it really it's, made it's an image in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloated colon. So I don't know. I think there's a bunch of stuff in in the ocean that we don't know about. So well, yeah. So like really and like like and especially like what you guys were saying when stuff washes up on shore, it's like nobody. It's really hard to tell what it is unless you know for sure. Like you have a sample of a verified creature's DNA. Right. And you can test it, and the DNA isn't like. Uh, contaminated or anything like that. Then, other than that, it's like you said, the gas has exploded and it's like a big pile of mush. And then just yeah. like the molecular changes that could happen, even if you do get the samples or whatever, like how does that affect your sample in and of itself? And then also, how do we not know that, you know, here's my conspiratorial mind, when we bring the samples to the sample people or whoever the fuck gets it. The sample people. The sample people. At the people. Smithsonian Museum. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, the sample folks. The, the kind, the generous people down at the Smithsonian Museum are told, all right, if this is anything obscure, you got to just tell them it's swamp gas. or Throw you know, it in the trash, burn it's, it. It's squid. It's always a giant squid. Like, how do yeah. we know? They're part of the cabal I don't be- and the I don't believe. State. I don't believe that conspiracy because every fucking scientist... One like any scientist, any biologist in that field, hundred percent wants somebody to send them a sample of an unknown creature that then they can fucking discover. Not if you can make every a single ton of one. money being quiet. No, they don't. Those guys are all rich. They don't care about money. They just want to have their name in a They're book. They're just forever. narcissists. Yeah. that's all. <laughs> all scientists are narcissists when it comes to finding new things. All right, you know what? I'll buy into that. That's fair to me. If I was a scientist, that's what I, I would never cover that shit up. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to be a scientist to be a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps. Right. <laughs> uh, second pilot reports sighting of Mothman at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. Fuck, when was this? This has been happening. What, do you have a layover during, or something? This has been happening like uh, pretty much all during quarantine. Actually, I'm kind of surprised this is the first time I've heard about a Mothman sighting in 2020. Like, this is the year for fucking Mothman. This is the Mothman year. To be honest. Yeah, 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 um, Explain that real quick, though, Lauren. Well, okay, so throughout the history of Mothman... It's, uh, uh, what is it, Jack... No, sorry. 
The guy who investigated uh, the moth, you know, the guy who wrote the Mothman prophecies. Yeah. What's his name? Did it come out of Illinois? No, the original one was in uh, West Virginia. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's been other sightings, you know, other places, but that was like a hot spot. Are like they sure point. they just didn't see like a broken down Spirit Airlines and just, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of running out of gas and just the engines falling off? Batman. Yeah. Uh, John Keel. So John Keel. Ever, like, John Keel wrote a lot about Mothman and like spent the majority of his work dealing with it and like, uh, especially like the Mothman prophecies and everything like that. Like, Mothman is usually a predecessor to something horrific happening. Yeah, like so, car accidents on that bridge or something. Well, the bridge just, br- like, the bridge completely collapsed. The bridge okay. of Point Pleasant collapsed and, on, like, Christmas Eve. Okay, because like, I, like I can't busiest, remember everything it was like the it. it was like the, the only traffic jam this small town has had in, like, and it, <laughs> forever. And it got fucked, like, completely. And But leading up to it, there were a fuck ton of Mothman sightings. They were all freakish and horrific, and a one of the theories with Mothman is that Mothman himself itself isn't like an evil thing, but more of like a warning, like a harbinger, a of, harbinger like, of doom. Yeah. yeah. So like you see Mothman and you're like, oh, I should probably get out of town. Like shit's getting fucking weird. Um, and so what I was saying, the reason that I made the joke about 2020 and Mothman is like everything has been so awful. We've had the pandemic. Like there's been a lot of shitty things that have happened in this first part. Dude, what if Donald Trump is the Mothman? Oh! And that's that's what was the precursor to all the strife we're dealing with. There he loses is. the election and just, just opens up his wings and goes, he'll never catch me. <laughs> <laughs> flies away. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, just let yeah. it happen. And just get the fuck out of here. That's the ending. I feel like we're leading up to. Yeah. Him and Mel- and he like picks so, Melania. Um, up. The, <laughs> the pilot. Uh, the pilot's unnamed, and uh, you know he's anonymous for obvious reason. But he's works for two different airlines since before two thousand eight. Uh, he's flown a bunch of different crafts, including in the U.S. Air Force. So it's. Uh, here's the man's report. Uh, I had flown into O'Hare the previous day and stayed at a hotel for the night. Was it a Holiday Inn? Holiday Inn Express. Mm. I was due to fly out at 10 p.m. to the U.K. I was taking the airport shuttle toward the terminal, and as I looked out the window, I saw a large human with enormous wings and glowing red eyes perched upon a rail and looking straight at me. Fuck. The being appeared to be squatting down on the rail, but had its wings completely open and moved them slowly as he stared at the shuttle bus as we drove by. Yep, that's every fucking Mothman (laughs) sighting I've ever heard. I knew it. it was watching me as its head swiveled and floated, uh, or followed the shuttle as we passed. Its eyes locked on me in the entire time. I was startled, and I'll admit it, very frightened, but only by this encounter. But the, uh, not only by this encounter, but the absolute boldness of this thing as it did not move or attempt to hide itself as we approached, knowing that it could be clearly seen. We passed it on the outside lane and we're at our closest approximately 15 feet away from where it was perched. It never once flinched or attempted to hide itself. It just stayed put and watched as we passed. When we passed, I attempted to look back and see if it was still perched there. I saw nothing and can only assume that it must have flown off when we passed. Um, So was there anybody else on this shuttle that can corroborate the story? Uh... I th- I thought I'd read earlier. Let's see. It took place at about six p.m. I thought I, I thought he had said at one point he might say it uh, at a different point, but uh, 
he was by well, here himself. Well, says the investigators gleaned more details of the encounter during his face-to-face oh, interview yeah, go with ahead. witnesses. Go ahead, Hugh. Oh, you want me to read? Yeah. Oh, I get to, I get my chance. You get to read. It's your chance. Uh, the witness advised that he was being driven from the hotel to the international terminal that evening, uh, that he was the only person on the shuttle that evening, and that he was seated approximately halfway down on the driver's side of the vehicle. So the driver was there. So did, you know, that's... Well, the driver's driving. Right, but I'm assuming that if you see this big fucking moth thing just staring you down, like, especially if he's driving with the headlights, couldn't wouldn't he have noticed as well? From what I've well, read... if you're not looking to the, your sides, you know, yeah, you have to, it... if you're an airport shuttle driver, guaranteed you have fucking tunnel vision. You you're drive... probably drunk. Yeah. You no, you you probably are drunk. <laughs> yeah. No, you drive the same quarter mile route over uh... and over again for twenty years. He's like, ah, that's, that's just moth man. He's here all the time. Yeah. Fuck no, that you guy. probably don't even. You're probably not even like like yeah, you're 100% like in a conscious. State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Like, have you ever driven home? from work and be like, oh, I don't even remember driving. Yeah, was that light even red? <laughs> no, but to be fair, a lot of the Mothman accounts that I've read about, like, there is a uh, particularness about Mothman where it's like particular people are found out for the sightings. Like, it's not just like any fucking person oh, ends so up seeing it. Oh, so it's like a it. s- specific to that. Yeah, so yeah, there could have been somebody else on the thing, but he might be the only person that sees it. I see, I see. That That's not unusual, actually. Well, then it just says he, you know, they asked him for more details about the description of what he saw that evening, and then the being the being was squatting down, his arms... This is, I think this is a second witness. Oh, no, this is from the face-to-face interview. Yeah, the witness advised that he was being driven from the hotel. I already read that, yeah. Um, the being was squatted down, his arms appeared to be gripping the guardrail... And were long and very skinny, almost bony, and were jet black. He did not get a good look at the figure, at the fingers of the entity, uh, but he did describe that the length of the arms to be about three feet long. Although he could not give an accurate measurement, the witness says that even that even squatting down, the entity was still about four feet tall, and that if he were to stand up, he would be well over six and a half feet tall. The head was round and featureless, other than the two illuminated eyes that he described as ruby red in color. That's very common for Mothman. Yeah, I mean, that is a typical, it's a classic um, story that goes along with Mothman. Uh, He did note that the head was not not overly large and appeared to be rounded at the top. The wings are black and were large and pointed at the end, appearing to be segmented but still looked like wings of a large bat. Oh my god, it's the fucking Wuhan bat. Mothman (laughs) is the harbinger of Corona. It could be. Holy shit. We figured it out. Yep. Somebody ate Case closed. Yep. Somebody ate Mothman. <laughs> and That's then cursed the, the entire human race. Jesus. I mean, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> the, pi- the pilot estimated the wings to be at least 10 feet long from tip to tip and about 5 feet in height. They appeared to be taller than that. Taller than the being by at least 2 feet and black in color. So, I've always thought Mothman was like tan for some reason. No. So he's always been black? It's black. Jet oh. black and then so big almost like a silhouette eyes. kind of a feature, mm-hmm. but not pronounced in Some, a sense. Yeah, sometimes he's almost described as like a shadow within a shadow, like, like a so void. dark. Yes, it sucks it in. Yeah, yeah. But except for the big bl- uh, red eyes. Huh. Yeah, I am. It's funny. I haven't thought about this until now, but I am genuinely surprised. This is the first Mothman sighting I've heard about this year. It, you just haven't been sense. paying attention because there's been a ton of Mothman sightings for like the past three years in Chicago. In Chicago? Yeah. Huh. Fuck, I get the fuck out of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what are you doing in Chicago yeah, anyways? Chicago, Chicago's been a Mothman hotspot for a while. Mm. 
Um, this is an article that Hugh brought us on this wonderful-looking website. Well, the other one I think is a little bit better, but this will give us a breakdown of the story about yeah. the Alaska Triangle. Disappearing into thin air. Uh, the Alaska Triangle, sometimes called Alaska's Bermuda Triangle, that doesn't make sense, no. is a place in the untouched wilderness of the frontier state where mystery lingers and people go missing at a very high rate. Well, it's like I said before, it's hard to find shit in the woods, you know? If you go missing in the woods, chances are you're not going to be found. Especially in an Arctic tundra where there's cliffs and rocky hills and, you know, you could, like, just things, like, 25 feet deep things of snow yeah, that you could no just fall into. No one fucking lives there to find And you. who's, yeah, who, who's going to know? Yeah. Also, this triangle that they're showing in, in uh, Alaska. Definitely an isosceles. This is, like, the size of three Texases. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> like, this is like three times the size of Texas. This Bermuda Triangle, Alaska Bermuda Triangle. I love that we include Bermuda in the context. Yeah, that's cute. It's a pop culture reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Alaskan Triangle connects the state's largest city of Anchorage in the south to Juneau in the southeast, Panhandle, to Barrow, a small town on the state's north coast. Here is some of North America's most unforgiving wilderness. The area began attracting public attention in October 1972 when a small private plane carrying U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs, Alaska Congressman Nick Bigich. Oof, that's an Bigish. awkward name. It's a real Bigich. Bigich. Yeah. <laughs> and aide Russell Brown and their bush pilot Don Johns. That Don sounds like Don a porn name. That is definitely a guy with a mustache. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they seemingly vanished in the thin air while flying from Anchorage to Juneau. For more than a month, 50 civilian planes and 40 military aircraft, plus dozens of boats, covered a search area of 32,000 square miles. But no trace of the plane, the men, wreckage, or debris were ever found. Afterward, more planes uh, went down, hikers went missing, and Alaskan residents and tourists seemed to vanish into thin air. In fact, since 1988, more than 16,000 people have disappeared in the Alaska Triangle. Holy shit. With a missing person rate at more than twice the national average. Okay, I mean, the thing I said about being in the wilderness is true, but 16,000... I didn't even know there was that many people in Alaska. Dude, 16,000 people are going to Alaska is actually shocking to me in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. But if you really think about it on a grand scheme of things when it comes to numbers, just like the law of averages, that... There's billions of people in the world, so 16,000 doesn't really seem to be that obscure when it comes to this particular location, right? Because it's mountains. It's yeah, probably like amateur hikers that don't know what they're like doing. Nobody lives there. It's right. not like anyone lives there. Well, what the fuck are they doing there? And that is a huge swath of land. Like, it's not just a tiny little thing. I mean, this is like Texas-sized so, triangles. 18 from when? 1988. 1988. That's 32 years ago? Right? Yeah. Well, from 1972. Oh, I thought you were saying from Well, 1972 is when the plane went down, yeah. but then it says in 1988. to now is 1,600, right? 16,000. Yeah. 16,000. So, I did the math. 16,000 people since 1988, that's 500 people a year. Well, that's what it says. In any given year, 500 to 2,000 people go missing in Alaska, oh, never to be seen again. And authorities conduct hundreds of rescue missions, most often return without finding that's a missing person. That's a fuck ton of people. It is, uh, how many people are, in, are even in Alaska at any yeah. given time? A million? 
I there yeah, it can't be that many. How many like, and they're all gonna be in like the big cities. Yeah, right? they're all getting sucked into this void. Like yeah, all million people. <laughs> people are saying that a million people There's like one in. really big trap door that they just all have they're fallen into fallen and have accumulated. To, yeah. They'll they'll crawl out um, of it eventually. There's enough of them. So uh most people are never seen again. Most often uh so there's oh you read that part. Uh, these disappearances are often blamed on everything from severe weather to aliens to swirling energy vortexes to an evil shape shifting demon of Tingit Indian lore okay. <laughs> called Kustaka. Kushtaka? Kushtaka. But the most likely explanation of these many missing people is the wilderness itself. That's what we said in the beginning. Uh, Within these areas are dense forests, craggy mountain peaks, massive glaciers, hidden caves, and deep crevices where downed aircraft or lost hikers might easily be hidden and then covered by snowfall, hiding any trace of human activity. This harsh landscape is also filled with wild animals and subject to unforgiving weather, including avalanches. Okay, hold on. But I can believe that. I didn't that. think that this many people were even going into the wilderness. First of all, that. Second of all, okay, yeah, there's a bunch of places to get lost. Sixteen. There's 16,000 bodies. <laughs> there's 16,000 groups of, of skeletons. Times 30. No, 16,000. No, it's 16,000 16, since 1988. Oh, so, okay, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought it was so, no, that's two thousand a year. So yeah. essentially, sixteen thousand skeletons. You think you'd find a couple strewn about? Well, the the part of this that I was that goes into it in that other article is the Kushtaka, mm-hmm. the yeah. demon. That story is kind of funny because they talk about like the lore and reference to it and like what the it's thing an otter, is. It's right? an otter. So it's like what? What the fuck is the otter? How's the otter? But you got to read the story. But it. But just the fact oh, that was, it, it's I, crazy. I, like, I didn't 16, want, I thought you were just going to talk about that one. Oh no, I don't know enough about it to tell oh. you. There is a story <laughs> that goes with it that I, I read it. But it's like an otter person. It's an otter person that like snatches children or something. Well, it's apparently very nice to you, but they're they're afraid of dogs or some shit. So okay. like, if you bring your dog and they, but they're they they come to you as men of your kinfolk, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh well, okay. I'm going to Alaska meet this Kukashka or whatever meet the fuck. Some kin. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. Um. So, but I guess it's like with any sort of like lore legend, it's like it's kind of like the fae folk in England. Like uh, if the, the you come across the fairies, you get sucked into their realm. And but the thing is, it's either it's either very nice to you or it rips your body in half. So like, there's no in between. That's what this, the legend. It's not like we could so talk for we like talk that. for a while and then you decide later. Or yeah, it's like it I, it somehow figures out whether or not it wants to tear you in half or pull you turn you into one of them. I think is the other uh. option. So there's literally there could be sixteen thousand kashkas or whatever the fuck walking around now and they're just multiplying well then there's also this vortex theory where there's like energy vortexes within the triangle and people fall into that maybe they're getting uh, teleported to these mirror dimensions yeah they're being oscillated (laughs) once a month (laughs) minimum once a month minimum (laughs) Um, let's see there's well, it says right here, uh, electronic readings in Alaska found large concentrations of magnetic anomalies, some of which have been disrupt, some of which have disrupted compasses to the point to that they are off as much by thirty degrees. In addition, some search and rescue workers have reported having audio hallucinations, disorientation, and lightheadedness. Well, extreme cold can do that. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're dealing with hypothermia, you will see and have serious hallucinations because you're dying. Well, extreme cold and also just exhaustion. Like, when you're out in that kind of weather, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah, don't you get really dehydrated because Mm -hmm. you're expelling so much heat? It's like water vapor coming out of you. Yeah, yeah, you're... Well, and and your body's just burning so many calories too. You have to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. It's so so. I mean, yeah, just hear, hearing like voices and stuff. Like I've you know, anytime I've been like uh, just like totally exhausted, I've always had like hallucinations like that. Mm-hmm. I just hear voices all the time. But mm-hmm. take your pills, you gotta take the crazy take pills. The, take the pills. The crazy pills. All right, one more before we take a break. Uh, this is the haunted tale that keeps Long Island locals out of this lake. Long Island's more expensive than five. By this lake, I mean this lake here. Wait, say what? This one right here. Lake, oh, Lake Ronkonkoma. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to say it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah, Lake Ronkonkoma, I think. It's Long Island's largest, deepest lake, a majestic expanse surrounded by scenic woods and lined with white sand. Thousands have flocked to its shores each summer to enjoy the water and bask in the unspoiled natural surroundings. But there are scores of local residents who won't even dip their toes in Lake... Say it again? Ronkonkoma. Ronkonkoma. And it's not because of its recent bout with algae bloom. Ew. That's gross. No, this is from 2018. Hopefully they've taken care of their algae bloom. Uh, Buried in the lake's waters are untold lost bodies, they say. The victims of of a centuries-old ghost who regularly drags young men to their graves. I would not swim there, said local Danny Guido. Guido, no, no, there's Danny no fucking way his name is Guido. This is a this is bullshit. Well, see, Danny's not going in because that chain that he's wearing around his neck is too heavy. It's like a fucking boat anchor. It's gonna just drag him right to the bottom of the ocean. I wouldn't swim there. <laughs> I feel like Danny Guido's like profession is giving quotes quotes to the New York. Yeah, and wait, yeah. here's his quote. Quote. Too big of a risk, end quote. <laughs> that was his opinion on the matter. Oh, my God. And there's like a little sauce coming down his face from the pizza that he's eating. Ah, you know, we don't go in the fucking lake. Too big of a risk. Uh, legend has it that in the 1600s, a young uh, sectet Indian princess named Tuscawanta fell madly in love with a uh, blonde-bearded woodcutter she spotted one day across the water. That sounds nice. In one version of the spooky Suffolk County saga, the Native American Juliet catches the eye of her Romeo woodsman, Hugh Birdsall. Yeah, it's Hugh. Bird, I think I think that should be your stage name, Hugh. Hugh, Hugh Birdsall. Birdsall. Yeah. Hugh Birdsall. Well, I am a bit of a woodcutter myself, so <laughs> uh, I do like the wood. <laughs> and he becomes equally entranced with her, uh, but her father forbids her from seeing the white English settler. Uh, the distraught princess then spends every day for the next seven years writing Birdsall love letters on pieces of bark and to- uh, trying to send them to him by floating them across the water. She never gets a response, and in despair, finally rows out into the middle of the lake and stabs herself in the heart. Uh, you know, she literally could have rowed out to him herself. Yeah, you could rather... cross the lake. Yeah. Fully get in that boat, no, princess. I don't, I don't think you uh, understand what it's like to not get your text responded to within <laughs> 15 minutes. She was the first person to ever be left on read. This is how I feel <laughs> on a regular I feel, basis. I feel like like he was probably just around the river bend. I hate you. Oh, I hate you God. so much. <laughs> Actually, I like it. That was good. No, yeah. that's I, awful. I, I'm going to give that six out of ten space tampons. <laughs> 
I give it three space tampons. Actually, you get three poise pads. Ooh, there you go. One depends. With no wings. <laughs> no wings. <laughs> if you're a true Ronkonkoma native, these things are in your blood, local historian Ellen Oxvis told The Post. Drowning uh, statistics back up the legend, some residents said. There were at least 160 drownings in the lake between the mid to late 1800s and the late 1970s. I don't know. That seems like a fair amount. Yeah. Averaging, it's averaging one a year. A- yeah. Averaging well over one a year, and only three victims were women, said former longtime Lake Ronkonkoma lifeguard David Inchery, 74, citing his own research. Oh, okay. I love that they've dug up a 74-year-old I feel like this, lifeguard. I feel like this old fucking lifeguard only rescued women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't really concerned about the men drowning. He's like, yo, there. yo, hey, hey, I don't touch dudes. I don't do it. I don't rescue dudes. No, because I have to give them the mouth-to-mouth, and that's gay. You swim at your own fucking risk, but when if you I, got a nice pair of tits, I'm going to come out and save you. When I pick them up out of the water, i got to hold on to something. You got tits, I can hey, carry you. If you don't, I can't. It's a flotation device. I'm not a gynecologist, but I'll take a look. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a, I feel like one to three a year is like normal for for. Is that a typical lake, lake yeah. drowning? I don't know how many statistic? people. How many people died at Clearwater Beach last year? Well, let me go get the seventy-four-year-old longtime yeah, lifeguard yeah, at Clearwater that. Beach, Sal McSallison. Only ten women died. But they were they all were women. They were they didn't look good. They're gross. Yeah, they were all leathery and old. Uh, so he said, I had heard it for years, all the legends, the princess curse. I thought it was all malarkey. Just <laughs> he mid. said malarkey. If you're 74, you can use the word malarkey. Yeah, he gets a pass. Uh, then he had a terrifying premonition about a drowning while guarding. Uh, he witnessed uh, incidents where females inexplicably survived situations others would have died in. Listened to Buddy's tales of their encounters with the heartsick princess, and lived to tell about his own brush with death in the Dude, lake. Dude, this is like the Joe Biden of lifeguards at a lake. He's only going up to women, like sniffing their hair and like pulling them out <laughs> while they're drowning and taking advantage of them. Uh, I started to say maybe there's something to the legend. It's easy to see how the majestic, if not slightly eerie, lake would inspire such a tale. As the deepest lake on Long Island, Rokonkoma, has been called bottomless. Although even the most stringent believers in the Lady of the Lake acknowledge that's not true. No, there's a bottom. Uh, In reality, the lake is nearly 90 feet in its deepest, around 10 feet along the edges, and at some point features a dangerous, sudden 45-foot drop. But it is deep enough to keep some secrets as well. Virginia Shoot, 72, who lives on the edge of the lake, said her uncle was a lifeguard there. It's like the same guy. Like, <laughs> like this New York, this post reporter went to like one old folks home. I was like, oh yeah, my, uh, my he put uncle on his, was a lifeguard. What are those glasses called with the nose and the mustache? There you go. He just put those on and did the same interview yeah. twice. <laughs> Uh, during his first week on the job, he drove. He dove off the diving board and came up with a body on him. He didn't know it. Somebody had drowned and was in the water. She told the post. What? So he dove off the diving board and came up with a body on him. <laughs> yeah, I, I freak Get out. It off. I feel Get it off. to touch my foot at the beach, and this guy's like bringing in corpses. Yeah, no, that is not real. There's no way. There's uh, no fucking he way. He quit, she said. Uh, Shoot said she doesn't consider the princess evil. I view her as a person whose heart was broken. Still, she admitted that she never takes any chances. When her son was in high school and planning to take a raft out onto the lake with some buddies, she hid the small boat so the boys wouldn't co- go out. I'm sure that stopped him. You're right. 
Uh, she says yeah. that there have been many drownings over the years, and she can't hear the whirl of a helicopter anymore without tensing up. It means the search is on for yet another body. It's a horrible sound, she said. She's acting like she's in, went to fucking Nam or something. Yeah. She's having flashbacks over her fucking helicopter at the lake. Uh, let's see. Uh, in Jerry's recollections about the lake are just in... Uh, this is the lifeguard. He said that in the months leading up to July 4th, 1965, when he was a lifeguard, he had the same dream every night for a week. I was diving in very, very deep for somebody, and I couldn't find them. Each time he reached the water's surface in his dream, he saw fireworks. The dream was so unsettling that... in in jury, Ugh, I can't say this name, told his fellow guards, and just as a precaution, the town allowed me to bring more guards to the lake for that day, July 4th. We had a few minor rescues that day, he said, and then the epileptic boy went down. We all cried as the police grappled with the body of the 6-foot, 15-year-old boy. We saw him taken away, and I said to my guards, we're closing the beach today. Call the town. Tell them. As the days went by, I said, you know something? Maybe there is a princess. <laughs> <laughs> the princess what? is in another lake. So, uh, let's see. Go on from here, somebody else. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Ignary? 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 Ignary. Whatever. Said Ignary. he had his own possible brush with the Tuscawansa about four or five years ago. He said he was swimming toward a local bar and grill on the edge of the lake known as the lighthouse. And when he got close, he found himself swimming in place. And then I get picked up and I get thrown back, he said. The legend does say that the princess lives in the deep hole near the lighthouse. That's where I was. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> as dramatic as some locals' tales are. There are as many residents who dismiss the princess's story as just colorful folklore. Oh, so that you mean there's people with some common yeah, sense at Lake Ronkonkoma? Like, okay, whatever. Yeah, people drown in lakes. That's what happens. <clears throat> I think it's a wonderful legend, but it's just that, said Evelyn Bosler, research director of the Lake Ronkonkoma Historical Society. They need to shorten that. Jesus. According to the Suffolk County Police Department, the last person to drown in the lake was female in 2017. The department said it was only started uh, breaking down drowning statistics specifically for Rake Ronkonkoma starting in 2001. And since then, also there was a male who died in 2012 and another male in 2014. So they've, they've only started like looking at statistics. Yeah, this is just a, it's, it's, it's a good legend. It's just yeah. a legend. But it, it seems is. like uh, maybe they should like get some uh, more lifeguards. Maybe not hire that 74-year-old lifeguard yeah. to come over. Maybe and some take... swimming lessons, some boating safety. I think that would I think that would do wonders for the town. Or maybe a necromancer to like pull that bitch out of the lake and tell her go somewhere else because she's got too many issues. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with the ancient builder civilization. Are you guys familiar with this concept? 
they're like beavers. Yeah, beavers. They've uh, <laughs> they built space dams. They've been building <laughs> space dams for one billion years. Now, uh, the ancient builder races is the concept that there is possibly a race that a race of aliens that have been around for billions of years that maybe originated in our solar system, but have since left and expanded to other places. You know. Like right. uh, some of the theories are that they uh, started on Venus, or Venus before it was like filled with gases, or uh, they started on Mars when it was a wet planet. That would make sense. With wasn't there like a whole book? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I don't know, but I want to write a book called Wet Planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sister podcast to Something Planet. It's yes. it's Something Planet after dark. Ooh, wet, wet Planet. planet. <laughs> Welcome to Wet Planet. I'll be your hostess. Yeah, make Lord. sure you're listening to our other podcast, Something Planet. Uh, it's uh, similar in humor to this, but uh, subject matter is different. Not as wet. Not as wet. Not quite. Uh, so uh, extraterrestrial e- extraterrestrials could have lived in the solar system long ago, claims one Penn State astronomer. An in- in- interesting claim uh, to make given that Corey Good and several other secret space program whistleblowers have asserted that there are, are incredibly old ruins from a very advanced group of extraterrestrials all throughout the solar system termed the Ancient Builder Race. If you look up the – if you even just do a Google search on secret space program, you will fall into a rabbit hole of perpetual conspiratorial nonsense yeah. that will – I mean, it's just – it's never-ending. Well, the I guess the, the, the gist of the secret space program is that they started this, like, uh, black, uh, black-funded – space program in what the 60s the 50s or the 60s the 50s or the 60s and they collected uh, uh, some of the best scientists and w- engineers in every field so basically and, lots of nazis and then sent them to space to start space stations to start co- and to start colonizing the solar system yeah so so according to the secret space program theory there's like hundreds of thousands if not uh, over a million of people living in basically a separate civilization in space. Yeah, it's kind of like it's almost like the expanse where they the ring came and everyone's kind of just going their own little separate ways mm-hmm. into different places. Um, the only thing is, is like the idea of millions of people. That the the problem with that is, how do you get millions of people off of the planet? And no one and then, But again, if you like, I said, if you, once you get into this, you really have to remove logic. With some of the well, shit that, it's, it's that they go easily explained. Into. It's like you know, stargates and uh, yeah, well, I mean, portals and yeah. teleporting and shit. Like uh, yeah, I mean, there's it's like a ex machina kind of thing. It's like not- yeah, no, they, if they want to, they could just take you and put you in the secret space program. Right. Time. My question really isn't like how like how they deliver people to space. My question is more like how do you get millions of people into space without anyone noticing it? Yeah, and how how are they able to keep it a secret? Yeah, like well, you got to Can we about call it a secret space program and we're talking about it? Mm. Well, I mean, you know, nobody believes us, so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it like um uh, they're taking hundreds of thousands, and now it's been a society in space that's been reproducing for several generations. Or oh, yeah, since a couple yeah. of generations. So, yeah. 
So there's a lot of in potential inbreeding. You know, it's you know, fifty years of recruiting or what, no, eighty years of recruiting, you know? I wonder how racist it is on these planets. Just like the, they're sending pe- white people from the fifties yeah. to go out to, like we have space racists. Yeah, it's like uh, that oh, game, dude. The Outer Worlds. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! No, but you've got a point though. Like, if we really did, if we really were sending people out from the fifties, and that's the like that the perspective of these people that are going out there. There's whole planets of people who never went through like the civil rights movement that just are like. There's Real like a lot of creepy. Betty Page pinup well, types. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no uh, like a, a civil rights movement necessary because these people know that they're just one race of like I think it's like 32 different alien races that they have contact with. Mm. So like no, I don't think anybody's worrying about who's white or black or Chinese at that point. Yeah, you know? but there's got to be one in the in the mix. <laughs> There's got to be somebody out there saying, you know, these, like, uh, these space Jews are fucking everything up for us. It's like, I'll take reptilians, <laughs> but I won't take the space Jews. <laughs> the reptilians are the space Jews. Oh, God damn it. Oh, is it Zachariah Stitchin? Yeah. Yeah. Looking at you, buddy. <laughs> There's a lot of, uh, a lot of conspiracy theorists, uh, if you if you if you read between the lines, it's just yeah. it's a lot of racism. Yeah. <laughs> a touch, yeah. a waft. Uh, so uh, let's see. All the the powers that are planning to reveal this to the public uh, has been called a partial disclosure. So there, this this article is talking about a partial disclosure of the ancient builder race and the secret space program. Uh, this appears to be an example of this agenda, as it has the effect of uh, preparing the minds of the people to accept disclosure in the future. The question is, who will benefit from this disclosure? First of all, we're so fucking jaded and apathetic at the moment. Like, they could disclose anything right now, and I don't think anybody on our planet would give a fuck. No. And people would be like, fuck you, Trump! <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, literally, no one would give a shit. And, I, I mean, and, I mean that I do think it would require a serious like alien invasion and even then people will look at that's fake news that's yeah, hillary whatever. clinton george soros funded <laughs> fucking project blue beam bullshit mm-hmm. it's no one's gonna believe it and there's always gonna be that segment of like you know or they're de- it's from the the devil right mm-hmm. satan sending it's disinformation yeah. yeah this is not real the aliens aren't so, real oh they're crisis actors yeah they're all yeah. that's exactly <laughs> they're what they're in space antifa is coming to fuck shit up <laughs> yeah, we're talking about these conspiracies, but it's like the most basic ones that are the that are the ones that are affecting us. The I most feel like right we now. should just make up a whole bunch of shit right now just to start our own conspiracies. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> so uh, you probably aren't familiar with the name Jason T. Wright, but you're probably they would familiar be right. with his work. Uh, he's the Penn State astronomer who put out the theory that there may be an alien megastructure being built around a star that is 1,500 light years away. Is this the thing that NASA keeps seeing that like there's a blip in the light and they think it's like almost like a Dyson sphere kind of thing? Um, I don't think this is that, but I know what you're talking about. There was something in the news about like they keep observing this um, anomaly with a star, and there's something so large it's like blocking it out. They think it's, it's like a structure. Ever, it's like ever, every so There's so a pattern months, to it. It's just like the light gets blocked out for like a week or something. But it's not a... They, they've been able to figure out that it's not a planetoid 
or like right. a so, satellite of sorts. The okay. working the working theory on that is that it's a alien megastructure that revolves around a large star that is like sucking up energy. So that would that would go hand in hand with this then. Yes. Well, that's some, so I don't know if this is it or if it's a, a different thing. Mm. Uh, he believes a prior indigenous technological species might have arisen on ancient Earth or another body such as pre-Greenhouse Venus or a wet Mars. Ooh. However, the real crux of his paper is not just that there was an advanced race here before humans emerged, but how we would go about finding evidence of this hypothetical species. That's because in all likelihood, any trace of an advanced civilization from millions or even billions of years ago would be long gone. So that's like if they did start out here, it would have been so long ago that we would never find anything. So speaking of – I hate to detract, but like – Are we going like, to talk what, about his looks? Is, is it, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say something. So, wait. <laughs> How old? What was that scream? <laughs> Jesus. Because I just – me and Lauren are in the same wavelength. <laughs> How old is Jason T. Wright? Is he 50 or is he 15? It's true. You can't tell. (laughs) You both. Yeah. He has alien space technology. Yeah, he's a 50-year-old man that doesn't age. He's disguising himself to look like this because he does not have time for the poussoir. He does not have... No, he he has technology that keeps his face as a 15-year-old boy, but he has the (laughs) metabolism of a 50-year-old man. (laughs) He gets the social security check of a 75-year-old woman. (laughs) He has no pores, though. He does... He has no... His skincare regimen is on point. (laughs) He, listen, he must be a a subscriber to Proactive. And look at those lips. God. The the lips are, (laughs) there's a lot happening on that face. (laughs) So, so yeah, so this theory of the ancient builder race is that, you know, they kind of left to explore the galaxy and then there's, they built structures over the, over the, you know, billions of years that uh, are could still be active today, right? Because you know, I've heard that like there's obelisks on Mars, and then there's like supposedly well, there's, shit on Jupiter's moon. I mean, we see. I mean, everybody very clearly sees the face on Mars. Yeah, and that's what the size of like a hundred football stadiums. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's clearly a face. It and then looks... I've also seen other things that are suspicious too, like right. like uh, obelisk type things that are like pyramid shaped things yeah where it just looks too perfect to have been naturally formed not to say that it couldn't be naturally formed it's just it's definitely fucking suspect yeah Yeah. but yeah i don't know the face on mars definitely stands out to me even though like uh i remember nasa like like they showed the initial face on mars and then and everybody was like well that just looks like a face and then it was like 15 or 20 or not 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 maybe not 20 years later but maybe like 10 15 years later they showed like a like a more enhanced version of the face on mars and it still looked like a fucking face they were like see it's not a face i'm like still looks like the fucking face i mean to be honest it looks like jason t wright's face it could be. That's it. That's what we're looking at. So smooth <laughs> and, and <shiny>. supple. <laughs> he's got a very dewy glow about that S- complexion of his. Oh, he might be pregnant. Oh, he's <laughs> he's glowing. <laughs> so he argues that there may be some underground structures in certain locations that would be protected from periodic asteroid strikes. So, you know, it's like the civilization is so old. Even if there was well-built shit on the surface, like eventually an asteroid hits everything. Right, and then I think the other part of this 
this is almost like an all-encompassing kind of conspiracy because it ties into the secret space program and then it ties into these other alien species alien species that supposedly yeah the ancient builder race is maybe the oldest in the galaxy but not the only one right and that they could also be responsible for creating humanity as it is today on a genetic level and that we really don't have true self uh, or free will because they are the architects of our destiny in a oh, sense. Oh shit! There was a there's a th- there's movie. a name for this conspiracy where it's basically every alien conspiracy uh, put together. It's called like the the Rule of One, I believe. Oh, is that the book? I think so. There's but it's that... also kind of like a culty organization that believes in all this stuff. That all of it is intertwined. Everything that you could think of: Stonehenge, Roswell, all this Scientology. Stuff is... Sci- I'm sure it's in there. <laughs> it's. I'm sure L. Ron Hubbard had something to do with it, right? Well, um, I think the I, I I think the Scientologists do believe that there's like a uh, there's a intergalactic uh, like uh, f- uh, federation. Well, anything that Kirstie Alley's part of, I know is 100% factual. Okay. No, this is like Prometheus. Yes, yes. That's exactly what... Because they are the builder race in the movie, right? They brought the genetics here. Prometheus does borrow from this theory, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good movie. And I think uh, Ridley... What's it? Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott just came out and gave some more information about that. And I wish I'd have fucking watched that video because I saw it and said something about he's confirming... He's actually confirming um, that they are the builder race of Earth or something. Okay. Huh. Makes sense. Um, but also with the builder going into like the secret space program, like there's supposedly uh, a faction of it that the Navy runs, and then there's like a faction of it that the Air Force was running. Yeah. Well. I think I think those theories like uh, that was like before the secret space program started. So okay. there's the secret space program, and then there's like a secret air f- uh, military program that doesn't know about this. But yeah, they're they're story. not even that's like above that benefits, top secret benefits from the technology of the secret space program. But they're which compartmentalized, which, so they don't know about the right, shit above them. Which right. like once again, the secret space program isn't like uh, it's it's less of a program and more of its own society at this point yeah if it's true it's like a coalition of people and scientists and um also i the one thing i found interesting about one of the things we were reading in reference to this was a lot of this information relies heavily on this man named Corey good um so i was just gonna bring up he's a secret space program whistleblower right Mm. so and the other thing that's interesting about him that i have a hard time grasping is that a lot of the information that he is sharing is supposedly channeled through like dream sequences or like astral kind of like orb yeah he travel he has dream sequences but there was another organization of people that did uh channeling and that's where a lot of this information comes yeah from. and ah. like it has to do with like um raw uh, and like that's the, like what we were saying it's like every fucking it just conspiracy is wrapped It's like up you in pull this. the string on this and it all comes unraveled because there's just so many various facets to this concept. We could do we could probably do like five episodes of nothing but this if we wanted to. Yeah, like you can talk about all the different like the the Galactic Federation and then like the there's like 30 or yeah, there's like 33 races of Something aliens. Something like that. Yeah, it's and then like, like the rep, but the reptilians are like the bad guys. They're the bad guys, but but I've also read on there that 
there's a theory that they're not the bad guys. There's a nanobots in their brains, and it's an artificial intelligence that's making them be bad guys, and they want to eradicate human life. There's a lot to this. This, this is one of those instances where, like, it's so wild. I always wonder, like, if someone, like, guys like this is, like, has, maybe he's encountered something paranormal, right? But maybe it's not the type of paranormal that he thinks it is. Like, it's some weird, like, trickster spirit, like, fucking with him. Like, it's just making it, making him crazy. Oh, you're talking about channeling. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. Maybe he did channel some shit. But maybe he channeled some crazy trickster spirit. It's like, oh, there's aliens, and there's blah, 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 and there's da, 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 and now he looks fucking Well, nice. channeled information, yeah, it's like, it's very hard to verify. Like, are, are you, I mean, I believe you're hearing a voice. But where is said voice coming from? And is this is it voice coming from honest? your own mind, or is it coming from outside? Yeah, yeah. Is it who they say that they are, or is it something else that's trying? Well, to Teresa Caputo you? says it's your grandmother, and she's right behind you, and she <laughs> just wants you to know that you are loved, and that this place that they go on beyond here is they you're, they're living their best life, everything's fine, but they're always behind you. They're oh, always God. right behind you when they're channeling. Q tears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My grandmother saw me do some awful things today. <laughs> no, but yeah, I always wonder about that because, like, with channeling and stuff like that, like, they're always taking for granted, like, oh, what I'm being told is the absolute truth. And I think that's, I think it's weird and a little bit naive to assume that what you're getting is the truth just because it's a voice outside of your own head. Yeah. How do you know you're not channeling reptilians that are the bad guys that are feeding you misinformation. Well, Corey Good said that he's the whistleblower from the Secret Space Program. He that said they that know that he's releasing the information. The mm. the aliens that work with yeah. him know that he is sharing and divulging. Right. Well, he's working with some good aliens, too. So they yeah. say. He's working with uh, uh, the people of Ra, which is the ancient builder race, according to him. Well, one of my favorite things about reading this story is one of the, they, they call them the triangular-headed aliens or yeah, something. Yeah, tri-heads. Like, tri like, could we not come up with something? You are a built, you've built a genetic you build a populace of people. Like you've traveled intergalactically. You're a higher dimensional being, and yet you're you're called a triangle head or a triangular they're, headed they're alien. Just skirting around. It's the same head. as when like they're like cowboys came that. out to the west and they're like engines. Yeah. <laughs> just call me. Tri and then the other thing too, I noticed like they were showing. There's like sketches that this guy had made of what these things look like. How come aliens never have fucking clothes on? Have you bastards. ever seen an alien clothed? They probably think we look stupid. I mean, because we're wearing so these clothes. Maybe that's why we haven't advanced as a civilization yet. We Keep haven't gone to the five D because we're still wearing clothes. It's yeah, what, let's take our clothes off right now. Yeah, it's just right. holding us back. I yeah. agree. I look. Let's do it. I literally look like one of them aliens when I'm derobed. <laughs> so total smooth spot. So if you guys want to have a close encounter of the gross kind, I will literally, I will provide that to you. I will give you the full fucking abducted experience, and then I will probe you anally because that's my type. That's my vibe. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Couple of points before we get out I of here. I think Lauren's a little turned on by that. I was, I was, I'm excited now. Take <laughs> you to your leader. I'm gonna need some napkins in this chair. <laughs> oh. So Corey Good went. Uh, he he saw a, a ancient alien megastructure on Venus, I believe, uh, and it wasn't channeled. They like teleported him there, and uh, see, and the, it's murky. Well, this though, is the story. They, they needed he's... him there. 
because he was the only one that could channel the aliens. He could he had speak been doing for them. It. And then they, does he fuck the aliens? They can't speak, so they have to speak through him. See, that's the other thing. Like, I, I will entertain any idea when it comes to shit like this, but you are a, an intergalactic traveler and you mean to tell me you don't got fucking Google Translate? Yeah. Like, bitch, you don't got Rosetta Stone? There's no way. Come on, Shelly. Like, you can literally, you you need a, a white man named Corey motherfucking good to translate for you. Like, it's come per- on. It's his perfect skip. It's a... That's the part. This is where you lose me. You lose <laughs> well, me, guys. Well, let, let's not let that detract from uh, the idea that there could be an alien or a, a terrestrial race that started in our so- solar system that is the oldest race and has expanded and built shit through the entire galaxy. You know? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I can Fundamentally, I can buy that. yes. I, that's that, plausible. Yes, that's fine. Corey's, uh, you know, involvement in all this is sus at best, but like, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten space tampons, <laughs> how believable is this? How believable is Corey Good's channeling? Um, I give him a solid five. I give it fifty-fifty. I give him five used, five fresh Tampax pearls. I give. <laughs> I give it. Yeah, I give. Brought him, to you by Tampax I pearls. Give, I give him five wet, five wet pearls. <laughs> All right. Before we get out of here, we got to talk about uh, our segment, You Believe in What? What? Uh, you guys had something for me on this. Did we? <laughs> yeah. That's what you said. <laughs> well, Lauren, you had this pulled was, up uh, some things. This was like the Hillary Clinton's like drinking the energy oh, from children. Oh, 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 yes. Okay, There's so. There's a Hillary Clinton snuff film. Yes. That's what oh, I have yes. written down. Okay. That's the conspiracy that's floating around the web this month. I for you know what we've been we've been talking about this for so long. I forgot that this was ridiculous. I've mean, <laughs> just bought into it. Yeah, point. it's just like general conversation now, yeah, right? This is what I talk about when I'm bored. All right, so last this is why you can't meet guys. This is exactly why. It's like, did you know that Hillary Clinton cut off a toddler's face? <laughs> You know? That's the first thing you say on the first date. No, I'm not going to lie. I have lost dates because of this podcast already. No. Yes. Because they listened? Not because they listened, but because oh, I thanks. mentioned that I podcasted. And they're like, well, what, what podcast do you do? I was like, well, one's a comedy one, and then the other one's paranormal. And then they were like, well, you know, I was like, oh. And they were like, well, what sort of paranormal stuff do you talk about? And then. Well, as opposed to what? <laughs> What else would it be in yeah, reference exactly. to Exactly. And then I describe whatever it was we were talking about on the last episode. No responses. Fuck that guy. <laughs> this is this is multiple times this has happened. Anyways, Hillary Clinton's more interesting than this. She gets more dates than I do. So <laughs> here you got we were looking for things to talk about. I usually you guys in this segment will read something obscure. Yeah. So, I mean, I can just tell you the story. So, we follow, I follow an Instagram account. I'm not going to say it because we don't want to promote him, but if we can get this guy on the fucking show, oh. I'm telling you, it will be, not only would it I be I told great, you, I'm not having this guy in my house. But you, he no, we can zoom would him date in. me, though. And he's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. This, he's cute. He's got glasses? He's cuter than that guy that's talking about court, whatever, the James McAvoy or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, you and I can spit roast him. It'd be fun. Oh, God. <laughs> I would I would be down. Yeah. Totally would be down. Nice. So he shared this thing on Instagram, and I'm telling you this. I, and it basically, it was saying that 
it was a clip of Hillary Clinton because you know she's a fucking o- reptilian overlord. She's a wizard. Yeah, she's she controls everything. And he shared a clip. She's and, the shadow president. Yeah, she's running everything. I mean, Hillary Clinton is the responsible party for everything bad in the world. They're, you know, an old, frail, 70-year-old woman is controlling everything. This uh, is yeah, the uh, sound clip I want. A 75-year-old grandma who hasn't won an election in over 20 <laughs> yeah, years yeah. is controlling the world. Everything. <laughs> and her husband looks like a fucking reincarnated version of Terry Schiavo at this point. I mean, come on, people. Come on. So the conspiracy is is that she was, I guess, they think she's going to try to run for president again or whatever. I don't know. And then there's, she was telling people that there's going to be these clips that are going to come out of her that are not believable. They're going to be all over the internet and that, that nobody should believe them when they see them. And supposedly, uh, back when Anthony Weiner, who is the... Okay, let me get a little political history here. Anthony Weiner got arrested for some sort of bullshit. Was he a senator? He's trying to... He sent a dick, show, dick pic. Showing his dick to a 16-year-old Right. Yeah. So he was like a disgusting creep. It's like a Chris D'Elia type. Yeah. Exactly. So he was married to Huma Abedin, who is Hillary Clinton's, like, her personal... Personal aide. Yeah, like her advisor to like... Not her advisor, but like her right-hand man. She in changes a sense. her corsets. Doubt <laughs> its courses. She buries the body. She's buried the. She's maybe helping her take her depends off at this point. <laughs> she choked Jer- Jeffrey Epstein out in the prison cell. <laughs> she teleported in there with draconian reptilian technology and yes. choked Jeffrey Epstein to death. It she was in sense. and out five minutes quick. You heard it here, people. Yeah, I mean, we we're not saying we got some notes. We we have some people on the inside, but. That's what we were told. Yeah. So anyways. People are saying. So her, Hillary Clinton's aide or her right-hand man is Huma Abedin was married to this man, uh, it was Jeffrey Weiner. No. Anthony, Anthony Weiner. Yeah. And then when he got arrested for the shit that he well, had done. Well, he did it like a couple, he did it a bunch of times. Like he apologized for. Yeah, at first, and then he ran, re-ran for and Congress. He, and then he ran for mayor of New York, and, I think. And then he lost because of it, because he's an because, asshole. Because he's messaged his dick to 16 And then there was like pictures of his dick. So anyways. They they uh, not an impressive dick, by the way. Like I was just sh- sitting here. Wondering. I'm trying to remember it because I'm usually good. Like with the Im- got a good dick memory. Uh, yeah, wasn't impressed. Yeah, I'm not. It's wasn't in my spank bank. I was not making a deposit there. So he got arrested. They they took his laptop. They searched everything, and supposedly the police found a file on his laptop titled "Life Insurance," and there was a video on there and. Bear with me here, folks. We got to remind yourself. There was a folder titled Not Snuff Films. Yeah, Not Snuff Films. Do not open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just th- want to say for the record, Anthony Weiner's dick is very, like, average. Yeah, not memorable. Not, it's not memorable. Oh, that's I didn't know. I've never actually seen the dick. Yeah, that's it. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty normal. For someone to have the name Weiner, that is very depressing. Yeah. Also, who who sends a dick pic when it's not fully hard? And from also, the top. Like, yeah, that's from, like the worst the top, angle. Yeah. From the, it's like no, the it's, shittiest angle. I'm looking at it from the top, looking down at his feet. It's just a very, it's very strange. It's unsettling, really. All right, anyway, sorry. Not, that's I, no, I'm intrigued by the f- how Also, don't flaccid. send your dick to teenage girls. Yeah, uh, bad. Bad idea at all. Yeah, that's you're, awful. yeah, should not be promoting that. Um, so they confiscated his 
laptop. The folder said life insurance, and apparently there was a police officer that opened the file, whatever, and there was a video. And I, here's the thing. He's dead now. This is where we. This is where it gets crazy. There was a video of supposedly Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin doing some sort of quote unquote, and I'm using this term loosely, satanic ritual. Oh, they were eating each other out. Well, I, that was first, nice. and then that would be fine. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that would be totally. There's a there's okay. a niche for that. I'm the niche. <laughs> Lauren is all seven million downloads of this particular <laughs> video on the dark web. It's me. Yeah, it's only Lauren. She's the only per only fan. <laughs> I am the only the only, only fan. Yeah, dot com. Only fan. slash Lauren. Um, and the video that was shown was a, supposedly a child being tortured and then like abused sexually and molested and then like their face was filleted and then they killed the child and the conspiracy the conspiracy people believe that the reason why this is happening and again take this with a grain of salt uh is because they're trying to yes please don't believe anything that you're hearing right this now. is this is all from an instagram page yeah. no pinterest it's all it's oh all yeah that's another thing Pin, yeah there's a lot there's a heavy Pinterest is a hotbed for neo-nazi propaganda you heard it here Which, first yeah and, and really good wedding planning <laughs> right it's, oh my god beautiful dress no there's tons of conspiracy theories on pinterest for some reason like, who what knew the fuck why are Who's pinning conspiracy Yeah, it's like, things? when I'm on the dark web, I'm like, oh, let me just tag this to my pin board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're pinning dark websites? <laughs> I'm on the hidden wiki, and I just, let me just not forget about this snuff film with Hillary Clinton and whom I'm going to throw it on Pinterest, because that's where it needs to live. That's where it goes. Oh. So, yeah, there was, and then they fuck the corpse or whatever, and they do this for the adrenochrome, which, again... Adrenochrome is something that they're trying to elicit from the. It's a naturally produced uh, drug in the body. Right, and it, you're, I guess when you're in trauma or you're being abused or cannibalized or in the room with Hillary Clinton in any capacity, I guess <laughs> uh, your body's producing this chemical, and apparently that's the, what happened to Bill Clinton. He was in the room with Hillary Clinton. He has yep. he has been completely sucked dry of any adrenochrome. <laughs> he has like been fully removed. And they're doing this because the global elite pedophile ring, cabal, whatever, they use the adrenochrome to live. live. And then the reptilians also like it. And I don't know, I could probably say something else and you'd believe it because this is all just fucking crazy nonsense. So, yeah. Uh, and then they shared a clip of the video and it was like 10 seconds long and it shows like supposedly immersed on the dark web or came out on the dark web and it shows like a face but it kind of looks like a Kerm uh kind of like a kermit the frog puppet <laughs> that has like fake blood on it so i don't know but people are sharing it there's a whole we're, there's probably the you majority the of the listeners of this are the ones believing oh, this? No, like this is like, a, this is like a this is like this is QAnon. Go stuff. to go to Pinterest, <laughs> and you be the judge for yourself. Should Type we in. start a Pinterest board for this podcast? Oh, let's start a mysteriousness Pinterest. That's board. hilarious. Yeah. We have really good poke bowl recipes. <laughs> And we also have, like, good recipes for yeah, how to it, use your adrenochrome. It's yeah. just, like, Mothman, Mothman, Ancient Builder Race. A random tip pick from Lauren. <laughs> yeah, tip pick. Uh, really cute nails. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all about wedding planning, too. Oh, so, yeah. So, so the conspiracy theory is that Hillary Clinton murder, murders children for adrenochrome. adrenochrome. To harvest the adrenochrome. 
Even though you can, like, buy it synthetically online. Right. But, you know, if, when it comes from the tap, it's better, right? Like, you want it fresh. directly from the source. It's like the difference between fresh carrots and canned carrots. Uh, there is a difference. There's, there's, a is? Di- there's a difference. There is a difference. <laughs> that metallic taste just doesn't make it good. And I used to watch True Blood, and the vampires didn't care for it. That's true. They That's right. said the True Blood just did not hit the spot the way it would if you just got it right from the neck. Yeah. Yep. It's like nothing like being oh a psycho to really fulfill your... Holy shit. True Blood was trying to tell us something all along. Hillary Clinton is Sookie Stackhouse in 70 years. Yes, that's it. (laughs) And she finally got braces because them teeth were fucked up. That's true. Anna Paquin had a fucked up grill Mm. and she could have been a vampire. I love her fucked up grill. Sookie. It would have been better. (laughs) All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please listen to Something Planet as well. Uh, We'll be back. We're going to try to do, uh, you know, one of these a month, so... We'll be back in one month, and uh, if we, we're not dead because we have information about Hillary Clinton. Oh yeah, we said yeah. too much. We might, this we might be dead. My Pinterest count is definitely getting suspended. <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs>